Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. A brilliant away day in London sees Luton leave Millwall with three points, a brace for Harry Corlick, a penalty save for Simon Sluger. It was a cracking away day and uh, for the first time in a while, Batari, it, it did feel like that was like pre-Covid away day. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Amazing. Brilliant. But we'll, we'll get into it in a sec. Yeah, Today, we focus on Sonny Bradley. What a return to the squad this guy's. I don't think he's conceded a goal since he's been back in the team. So today, we'll have a look at him and how, how good he's been since he's been returning to the team. And also answering your Instagram question. You probably hear Dave Coffin. He's with us tonight. And Batara as well is back after being away last time we did the podcast. Um, how are you both? Bit of a cough there. Yeah. yeah. Bit gutted. Bit gutted that you weren't at the game on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably been to every other one up that bloody place and the one I have to miss, I'm pleased we got the result, but gutted. Part-timer. Shut up. Yeah. Um, before we start today, I think we should mention um, some very sad news that, that we saw over social media over the weekend that uh, Luton fan sadly passed away. Jacob Crawshaw, only 19 years of age, um, was at Millwall celebrating on Saturday and you just see this news and you think like Mill was literally like two days, two, three days ago. It's just mad how he was there in that away end, probably going mad as we were when Cornet mm-hmm. scores. And now he's sadly no longer with us. It's, it's devastating, really. Next day as well. Yeah, it just shocked to send your condolences to his family. And we have retweeted the GoFundMe link, which you can go donate to on Oh When the Town. Um, let's get into some three word reviews then of Mill Nil, Luton 2. Ian says, thoroughly deserved win. Uh, Matthew says, proper team performance. Uh, Adam says, Den cursed end. Davey says, ones to watch. Scott Clark to Cornick. Uh, Kieran says, Harry <laughs> effing Cornick. I'll keep it a bit clean for the start of this. Uh, Lee, Super Simon Sluger. Um, They're all pretty Cl- decent, Clark's Cornick, because I said exactly the same thing as well. Clark's Cornick, but yes. But at least they spelled Clark's name right this time. I didn't. But no, look, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was class, wasn't um, it? Just the whole day was great. Oh, mate. Dave, you missed an absolute belter right, as well. I'll just, I'll just zip off while you talk about yeah, it for a bit. Yeah, no worries, mate. It's fine. But, you know. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't believe how gutted I am that I couldn't make it on Saturday. And I've probably been to every other game that we've we've not won up there. So mm-hmm. it's quite annoying. And genuinely, like I said to you earlier, Gregs, I think, I'll be honest, I think that's what up there for the top away games I've ever been to. Really? Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pleased for you I both. I'm pleased for the, for the team. As well. The team, the team played well, obviously. And yeah. I'm, t- I'm pleased for the result. I'm pleased for you guys and everybody else that went. I'm just gutted I wasn't there. You did mention it to me earlier, Batari. You said like that was probably one of the top away games. Mm-hmm. You know, like atmosphere was brilliant. Oh, and, I, man, and I said, look, obviously, like post COVID, I think that's that's clearly been the best. I know we've only had what that's like that's four or five <laughs> with fans, but um, I just think. You look at that complete performance-wise, the two goals, the first goal was stunning, which we'll get into in a bit, but the day was just brilliant. And it's just like... Incredible. I know we went for that, 
long 18 months, whatever it was, with zero fans at stadiums. I just felt like that was really, that felt like a before COVID kind of game. Maybe just a few less away fans because I thought normally we'd sell more than we did, but maybe that's pandemic. Yeah, pandemic maybe. Reasons. But like you say, well, and like I said earlier, boys, it honestly, like I say, it, it genuinely, genuinely was for me one of the best away games. Probably because it more, had more sentiment to the fact that we beat the, obviously, them fuckers. But yeah, it's great. And like I say, I, there was, I was saying to people during the week that I had a good feeling about it. And every time I had a good feeling, it always goes wrong. So for you know, for once in my lifetime, for me personally, <laughs> to actually sit there and go, I've got a good feeling, and to actually come out one hundred percent and we go and win the game. And in that fashion as well, like, you know, Millwall usually bully teams at home. We've they, struggled they, there yeah, in the past. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like we bullied them in certain areas and we, you know, proper complete performance. And it was no, it's perfect. It was unreal in all fairness. Atmosphere was great. You know, the fans are great. We just dealt with everything, didn't we? And like, mm. we've been victims of Millwall in the past where they'd get the ball out wide, they'd put it into their big men at front, but we dealt with that this time around. Yeah. Just right, no, I was just, no, I'm just sitting here thinking. <laughs> oh, here he is. He's, he's, there you go, he's decided to join today. No, 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 I was just listening oh. in. I was listening in because um, clearly I had the radio on listening to the, the commentary and um, yeah, it sounded like we were in control of most of the game. Uh, and when you read some of the fans' comments afterwards, and I, I don't mean Luton fans, uh, the Millwall fans, you know, some of them were very complimentary about how yeah. we how we got on top of them and how we we you know we took the game to them. Um, others, there's a team like Luton, Fred. There wasn't there, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we deserve it. It's about time we beat them. About and, time yeah. we beat them. And all fairness as well, Gary Rowett even said it as well. Luton fully deserved the win today. They we did, bullied, didn't we? They, and it's like Ian I said in the three words: thoroughly deserved win. <coughs> yes. Definitely, but, uh, and it's just lovely to class. get it, isn't it? And do you know what? You know, the team's getting back to some of the strength we've been missing over the last few games. So mm-hmm. there's the other issue, isn't it? We've had players come back into into form, uh, and they're back in the team. And guess what? The team's performing brilliantly. It's lovely. And still missing three, four players that you know had to miss out due to you know fully strength side and whatever else. Yeah, and that's no, great. It's great to see the competition. Excuse me, it's going to be there. I tell you what, it's, it's only going to get better from here, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully. Like I, like I said to you boys, especially you, Gregory, I know you lots get a bit negative sometimes with obviously football. <laughs> Let's face it, you know, you're, you're enlightened to watching Premier League football every week, you know, Brilliant. we're all not like that, but um, it's my first dig of the day. Today, <laughs> you know. But uh, nah. But look, it's it's just nice to see what we know can happen. Yeah, and what I was going to say, it's nice to see us for once, like taking our chances we had two shots on target and both of them went in like i just yeah. think for that is what we've been crying out for yeah most of this season is we've gone if we've just taken that chance if we've just taken and to be yeah. honest this was that game where it was like we took both our chances we kept the clean sheet and how many times we, we see it even it's on a skybox on a friday night or a saturday or whatever we, we see teams you know go to like certain grounds and you think how have they like created like two or three chances score two goals and we've done it and look, I'm feeling like we're more likely this season to do that now. Yeah. I think it's happening more often. Definitely. Whether that comes with experience around the players in the championship or whether that's due to the coach and whatever. But look, it's, it's a bit of everything. It's more confidence now. It makes us confident as fans. And I'm sure the players are thriving off it. And they're probably loving it, aren't they? They know that they're good enough now. I, I, do you know what? I generally think they know that they've been good enough anyway. But I have to say, some of the away games we've been to, we've been unlucky. 
but you know we haven't mm. you know we haven't quite been at that speed but it sounds like on Saturday we could really put a foot wrong so you know but you compare that game to the Bristol City game midweek and the amount of chances we missed you it's think true. if we go into Bristol City 2 nil up we go on to win that game yeah. maybe Blackburn you look at it and go you know what two all probably a fair point but then even like the West Brom 3-2 we had a chance I think Musk yeah. we had a chance to equalise and to make it a 3 all and it was saved and it's just like we, we, at least we're slowly getting there if we can just carry on more performances like that where you where you dig in you do get two big chances like let's be honest Cornick's two yeah. chances were big chances and we took them for once and, and it's, it's and proper chances as well like, yeah. it wasn't like they were half cut chances or whatever else they were full proper chances and like you say it's nice to be converting as well but you know also when we go on sort of like what we should have had it, sh- it could be it could easily be a lot more those are the chances though that you you exp- you know when they because they I've seen the goals I've seen some of the game so those chances are the ones you would expect to score but the way that they finished them was fantastic mm-hmm. brilliant should we talk about that first goal then from Harry Cornick because it was from my angle up in that stand it was a a brilliant strike and then you couldn't wait to get home and see it mm. on the TV and I think we were in the pub after and we were trying to get up on the phone yeah. and it was like now that was such a good finish and it was a good move as well just down down the right hand side I think it was Lockyer played it I think Bree was involved and I think Clark flicked it through yeah. to Cornick and it's one of them ones where it comes to Cornick and usually with Cornick you, you're thinking in his head does he know what he wants to do with it I feel like this one he just thought top end smashing it and it's, mm-hmm. it's gone in strike was good very well placed very fast um little bit of luck for clark to get the ball because it sort of ricocheted off the defender Dave, no such no. thing as luck you create your own luck so <laughs> okay but there's a little yeah. bit of luck knew that ball, was coming the, the ball bounced to, to clark but his That's pass it. was brilliant and Cornet was onto it brilliantly and, and no one was stopping that no one no. it was a great goal I'll be honest right? I know it sounds ridiculous right? on the day I don't know it's because I had a few beers and whatnot, but I was sitting there going, fuck me, that's, that's one of the best goals I've ever seen. It's outside the area. It, it was clearly, such a good finish, though. Yeah, it was a great finish. Do you think, with Harry Cornick, and look, we have spoken about Harry Cornick numerous times in this podcast about his, his finishing and his mm-hmm. chances. Do you reckon that was the case of he didn't have too much time to think about it, which is yeah. why it's gone in? Because normally of with course. Harry, you get he gets through and it's like he has all the time in the world to think about what mm-hmm. he does. And then he ends up maybe... He doesn't have time to think. He's just literally, he's seen one vision in his mind. He's just whacks it as hard as he can in the instep. So, on the instep, should I say. Do you reckon as well, he maybe thinks back to that chance he had against Swansea to make it 4-0, where he, he could have pretty much done that against Swansea? Well, I don't think he'd be thinking about it while he's yeah. striking the ball or whatever. But look, I think the thing is with Cornet, we've seen him, like, you know, have some good finishes and, okay, yeah, occasionally he should maybe like finishing one-on-ones, but when he's got sort of more than two or three seconds to think about it, he doesn't do as well. well the pass when he's got a split second, bang, yeah, there you true, go. True enough, the, the, time. the pass was so sweet, he was mm-hmm. just running onto it. He knew what he had to do. He was just Place running onto it, yeah. it. First Caressive. time shot, it's going to go in. It was such, And he was so open. You know, you'd have been absolutely mad at him if he hadn't put that in. Yeah. But he did. He, he, the finish was superb. You can't knock him for anything he did there. Nothing That's at it. all. And it was just great in that away end, wasn't it? Shut up. Oh, mate. <laughs> I don't know, for the look of Atari, he was like falling back into people. It was yeah, great. Yeah, that's my hairband as well. And then some guy like decided to like pick up a set of glass off the floor and go, here you go, mate, they're yours. I went, looked at it, I went, I don't wear a fucking leopard print, mate. What are you on about? I lost my hairband. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. 
My hair was quite greasy as well. I lost so my I hair band, but I don't have leopard print glasses. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Um, you'd probably say after that, we did look like we were going to kick on and we kind of we kind of did kick on. I don't think Millwall had many chances in that first half. Slug didn't have loads to do. And we were just really great at getting on the first headers of corners and free kicks and maybe doing a few little tactical fouls every now and again. But it did just... See, that first half was a complete first half performance, wasn't it? Right, just just going there and frustrating the whole Millwall team and the fans, it was great. The fans were silent. They're shocking, didn't they, the fans? Absolutely shockers. I mean, I, I knew they were shit. Millwall have some very just like, weird songs yeah. and chants, don't they? Millwall, Millwall just weird. That's so weird, in fairness, but yeah. Yeah, we do. Can I just say they're just fucking weird, <laughs> mate? Oh, shit, excuse my language. Sorry. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, come sorry, on, sorry. man. Uh, but, um... No, just uh, a few people like, you know, wait till the train doors close and they start kicking it. Like, you know, what's that all about? Fuck there's, there's history between the two teams, obviously for the for the right our place, but it's always been a dodgy ground to go to. It's always been that little bit of um, animosity, I suppose. But do you know what? It's about time we turned them over and I'm glad mm. we did. A long way it continue and let's hope we carry on turning them over for yeah. seasons to come if we're in the same division. The just had to make a note of when to bleep uh, your... Disgusting word. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we're gonna say. Yeah. Sorry. Even on the train on the way there as well. The, the, the atmosphere was great from like minute one, even like the minute we set, you know, foot onto the platforms and whatever else. Mate, the songs were going off on the train, and you know, Mill was silenced even from then. You know, it was a good day. It was but the football. The f- listen, if the football's good, it even it, you remember it's a good mm-hmm. day. That's the thing, isn't it? And the, the football has been coming. That that sort of performance has been coming. And then into the second half we go and it, we, we scored again quite quickly after 2-0 when Pelly did a nice little nutmeg through to Clark um, and he passed it through to Cornick. And again, maybe this time, maybe he did have a little bit more time to think about what he was going to do. Yeah, the thing is as well, and obviously I, I know I get on to you about Cornick sometimes and when you like to, people like to have a little whinge about Cornick and I like to back him up all the time. And I will back him up. And do you know what? he done really well in that second goal because... Ball was underneath him. Yeah, he had to do like he did a well skip to, over yeah, the to ball, skip yeah. over it. That's the most impressive part of that. Not the finish. The fact that he skipped over it and slowed himself down. He calmed himself. He didn't snatch it. He didn't take another touch. It was precision, perfection. And he went across the keeper. Yeah. And you know, in the, in the past, Beautiful, he hasn't done that. In the past, that's what I remember. Graham Jones used to say. He needs to go across the keeper yeah. into that bottom left corner. Find a, find a spot and just hit his But can, when yeah. he does, when he when he does that, and you watch that goal back. Obviously, it takes a lot of skill to do that, but it, it looks like an easy goal to score, doesn't it? You, you look at it and go, oh, that was easy for Logan mm. to go through and just pass it into the bottom corner. And you think, like, we don't score many like that, do we? We normally have to work a lot harder for our goals than just a ball through. Yeah, no, and it's you, a, you're right. But they worked the space, right? He worked into the space. The pass was good. Again, he ran mm. onto it well, and he finished well. It's great. It's lovely to say it, isn't it? Mm, it's great, isn't it? Just, like, just beating Millwall was great. I, I don't care if like, it was two penalties or two own goals. I just... You know, it's great, but fuck Millwall. It's oh. great, isn't it? Nah, <laughs> what are you on? What? Man, what are you on? There? Nah, Dave, honestly, if you were there, right, you'd be yeah, honest, you understand it. But you, you weren't there because you're a part-timer, clearly, so, hey. you know, get out. Who's getting called part-timer now? Not me. Not me. Right, it's the one bloody away game without well, me. I've done four in a row now. I'm on a, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Four in a row? Yeah, four games in a row. I was going to say, not away games. I was I was hoping to go to Derby uh, tonight or tomorrow night, whenever you're listening, or yesterday. 
and uh, yeah, got work unfortunately. But I think a thousand are going up to Derby. Yeah, that's pretty good for a Tuesday going, night. Pardon? Not yeah, a chance going? he's going to Derby <laughs> tomorrow. I wanted to go, but work no. prevails, unfortunately. Mm. No. I can't either, to be honest. I'm going to say out there, I can't either. Fish at six o'clock. I can't get day off, so or a half day. So yeah. Good. What do you want to We're going to Newcastle, aren't we? End of the week, so yeah. Anyway, it was almost three when Pelly hit the bar minutes later. What a um, shot that was. Unreal shot. What a shot. Just out of nowhere, weren't it? And it was, it was so much power. Yeah. It cannons off the bar. When you watch it back on the TV replays, the keeper was just... He, did, he didn't even see not it. Not moving. He did not move, and it was lucky it just bounced back to one of their players to head back. But it was a cracking shot. If that had gone That's in, you'd have, been, you'd have been giving Pelly absolute... Rewards for that yeah, one, you know. Honest, you I, I was giving there. him a lot of shit as well during yeah. the game to these boys. I'll be honest, because he gave the ball away quite a lot of times. But you know, I don't think when, quite when a lot. I just think there was a couple <laughs> of instances where it looked like the pass was easier, like an easy pass to make. And he's kind of misplaced on his it. Back, you know, I'm not saying what for me. I actually went on his back. I was just saying a few times he could have done a lot better. But look, when it comes to the crunch and the most important phase of the game. I.e. the goal, the build-up to the second goal, when he passed the ball through, won the ball back, I think, twice and whatever else, ricochets and whatnot. But um, but now, look, he he came into it a little bit. I think maybe he got a bit tired towards the end, hence why the change. But look, nah, he, we, we all know what Pelly's... Like I said to you earlier, Greg, what did I say to you about the whole shooting thing? Why don't you shoot more often from outside the area? Yeah. The guy we know what got, he's like, don't we? The score. guy has so much talent in that right foot of his. Yeah when it comes to striking the ball from sort of like 25, 30 yards out and the guy can do it. We want to see it more. Uh, we, should, we should start like, you know, making a thing of it. Just do it more. Uh, Sluga pulled off a few good saves. Um, I think there was one from a free kick and I remember saying to Matt who we were with, I was going, he looks a bit far over to his left for that free kick. Uh, I, remember, I remember you saying Dives well. across <laughs> and puts down. I was like, what do I know? Clearly That's nothing. Um, and Bataro, before the game, you said what, just because this sounds this sounds ridiculous, but he, I promise you, Bataro before the game said to me this. I actually said, quotations. We're going to win one nil. All right, got it wrong, wrong. But, wrong. but and Sluger will save a penalty. You did say that. I said it before the game. You I, did I, say I said that. it about five or six times. I said I got a feeling Sluger's going to save a penalty today. What um, a save it was though. Oh, it was unreal, wasn't it? It, it was a fantastic like, save. Like, you know. Give me a moment of no, pause. So. <laughs> no. This is this is talk about the the save. The save nah, was class. it a penalty in the first place? That's the question. Well, I think it's a foul. Know. I think it's a foul on Naismith personally. I think he jumped all over him, which forced him to put his hand out. I think he's made how does how does how does jumping all over? I mean, just out of interest, how does jumping all over you make you put your hand out? Well, if you're calling for if you push foul, you're if, pushing the back. If you're pushing it, the back, that's fine. Yeah, but you know, his hand was clearly up, wasn't it? Yeah, but was he not calling for it though? Calling for the foul. It's a bit harsh. Well, I don't know. But that Michael Smith, is it Michael Smith? Yeah, I think it is. The big lump. Anyway, he does it all the time. I mean, how many times he did it in the second half and he got away with it? He's a bit like Adi, um, Akin Fenwa, in, in a way. He likes to put his hands on other people's backs. Right. But, look, you get away with it. It's a bit like, you know, Jukovic of Birmingham, they're big boys. They get away with it, don't they? Sometimes you don't jump, you know, in synchronisation with them, then fair enough. But, no, nah, look, I felt he was fouling the whole time he was on. It could have been an absolute disaster, though, couldn't it? For you know, two nil up, cruising, and Sluga doesn't say the penalty. It gets, it gets a bit dodgy. So there's a lot of pressure on the keeper to make that mm-hmm. save, and he chose the right way, and it was a brilliant save. And I remember sitting there going, "It's fine, Pataro said we're going to save a penalty." I was like, "I, but I just believe." And then next minute he says, "I'm like," and then I was, yeah, but I also ah, said as well when when he was stepping up to the penalty, I went, "I turned around to Ed and went, 
Well, Jed Wallace, ne- Jed Wallace never misses a penalty, so I'm fucked tonight. Yeah. The next bit, brilliant bang, save. saves it. And I tell you what, it was a good penalty, and it is even better save as well. Brilliant save, brilliant two. performance from Luton, brilliant performance from Sluger and Cornick and everyone, uh, especially one man we wanted to focus on today, Sonny Bradley, back into the team since his his injury or his his COVID problems, and he's been he's been absolutely brilliant. How good was it seeing? Sonny Bradley on Saturday, just I just think at his very best, isn't he? Just he's back at his very best. You are Spataro. Mm. No, mate, you know I'm so biased towards him anyway, so but can I just say I've said it before and I'll say it again. We have missed Sonny Bradley, and when he doesn't play, we're not as good. I don't care if people go, Oh, you're just biased and you know you just love Sonny Bradley, you're a fanboy, whatever. No, it's not that. I respect and I appreciate someone who is that good at, you know, keeping the line at the back four. All right, people say he doesn't shout enough sometimes. He's not really a leader, but I disagree. He does his talking not a leader. in other ways. No, I've heard a lot of people Who say to me. Who said that? Oh, why, why, would he, why would he club captain if he's not a leader? What I'm saying, no, not, maybe not a leader, so that might be the wrong term. What I'm saying is maybe sort of like um, being vocal and shouting. Oh, okay. You don't you. hear him shout as much. But we do see him, you see him talking with his hands quite a lot. And moving people about. You see it all the time. But I think, especially on Saturday, mate, I'm, I'm going to say it again, his ball distrib- distribution as well is second to none. Brilliant, isn't that it? That guy is unreal, mate. He is the best passer in our team. 100%. And I know we are focusing on Sonny Bradley, but even you said it earlier, Locke, you're next to him also mm. the other day. Oh. was Them two at centre-half together. Mention, yeah. We've got to remember, we started the first five, six games of the season without Locke, you're in... Bradley at centre half and it's like now we've gotten back and it's like like we've said we said it earlier in the podcast this this season of wait till we have our full squad and like you said we haven't yet but wait till we have more of our squad back and it's beginning to show and like we said with with Sonny it, producer Jacob says it is he the reason why our fortunes have changed recently and I guess like you could just say different but yeah it's just maybe is he a big reason as to it's why still- we're starting to get these better performances in right yeah. now and the big win at home to Coventry, the great first half yeah. against Swansea, and that brilliant performance. All, all well. I will say with Sonny, right, is the fact of when he's in the team, we are calm, we are composed, we keep the ball more. He doesn't lash at the ball, he doesn't smash it. They get wrong. I'm, I'm massive fans of sort of like, you know, Lockyer and Naismith and whatever else, but Sonny Bradley has something different in his locker. He, he has more composure, he has more, I say, vision with the ball. You don't see him panic. It might not be the most physical or whatever, but. He's demanding in his own way. He gets the ball back. He doesn't have to do it in an aggressive way half the time. All right, he's six foot five. That helps. But look, man, I mean, nah, I, need to keep, I need to stop going on about him because, you know, he's a fanboy. So I've still got five more minutes <laughs> of talking about him, mate, so you can carry on. But no, look, um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, um, for me, I mean, I don't think anyone can disagree. He is the reason why we play out from the back. We don't look as good playing out from the back without him. Uh, I, th- I think sorry. I think as a fan you feel comfortable when he's in the team, right? So yeah. you you realise that actually he's one of the best centre halves we've had for a long time. Yeah, that's that's what I. That's what it you feel. does baff me a little bit how fans last season, season before said, "Is he actually good enough? Is he actually that good?" Blah 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 blah. And you know, like I said, always said it, but I think now this proves the point. And when he's out of the team, it's compared to when he's in the team. When he's in the team, we're much better at the back. We're much better going forward as well. With him in the team, no, hundred percent. I mean, if you disagree, I mean, 
let me know. No, no, I, well, you look at that Blackburn game. He spot one of the equalizers. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the equalizers. One of the goals. Yeah. Don't know which one it he was. Came on as well, didn't he? Half time, wasn't it? Yeah. And I just thought Saturday, him and Lockyer at the back. Mm-hmm. To be fair, the whole back four, I thought were brilliant. Amari yeah. Bell and Bree. Bree was, was fantastic the other day. And I know at the start yeah. of the podcast, uh, the season we were saying questionable that Kyoto's gone out but Bree's more enough probably gone you know what yeah, Bree, I'm Bree. taking that right back spot and making it mine and he has done to be fair to him, yeah, good on him. but it's not it's nice to well. have a player that you think when he, he makes that much of a difference and uh, I long may he stay ahead I think some people expect your centre half to be sort of like this big massive bully to su- sort of smash people into next year but well, you want them to be strong. Yeah. That, there's a good thing. You want them to be strong. It's strong and, you, and it's composed. And, and, and yeah, and yeah, composed is another one. Yeah, that's right. And uh, winning, winning headers, and, and you've been not knocked off the ball easy. Mm-hmm. Is all of that. So you probably look at Sonny Bradley, right? And, and this is something um, which is spoken about at my work quite a bit with Premier League centre halves. That is like mm-hmm. when you're in the Premier League, the centre halves are less like your old school, like Matty Pearson style, and they are more yeah. like a ball playing or a... I was just going to get onto that about Matty Pearson as well, yeah. But it's, it's almost as if, like, we have our own, like, kind of like Premier League centre-half mm-hmm. in Sonny Bradley that... Ball playing uh, centre-backs, yeah, of course. He's not like an an old school style, like, no-nonsense. Like, he can get it down, he can play, he can but lick, then he, he can, can also... The ball, we can turn, he knows... What, the thing is, yeah. it's, it's more for him, it's more vision. Like, you see these Premier League centre-halves, right, like you say, they have vision with it. Yeah. They're not just big, massive brutes. They might lack in the physicality of sort of like, I can go, like I said, smash something to next year or whatever. But what they might have is, okay, I'm going to get that ball. I'm going to be half a yard quicker. I'm going to turn with the ball. I'm going to spray it out to the left or to the right-hand side. Whatever. And it starts to take off quick enough. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and Pataro, you've always loved him. Yeah, no, no, I have. But, you know, I won't get into that because <laughs> I've called a lot of things. Never mind. Well, here's what you guys said about Sonny Bradley. Is he the reason why our fortunes have changed recently? And is he one of the best captains we've had in recent years? Phil says, if we had Sonny for the first few games, we'd easily be top six. He's a true leader, the best captain we've had since Chris Coyne. I can't argue with that one. Mm-hmm. Ben says, here's the reason for the form changing around. His height and ball playing ability is amazing. His leadership skills in the modern game is kind of a myth, but he wins nearly every header. Him and the team against Birmingham is a different game. He started the Blackburn comeback. Amazing man. There you go. Do you agree that his leadership skills in the modern game is a myth? Mm. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that really mean? His leadership skills are a myth. Are a myth. So, so he, they don't believe. So you don't believe he's a leader. Is it basically what I was saying about the whole sort of shouting at people? He's not exactly a Kevin Nichols, but what he does, like I say, he talks with his hands. He talks people through things. You see him talking one. How many times do we see it with Sonny? Okay. How many times do we see it with Sonny? Right. How many times? Yeah, I'm gonna do it, mate. There go. How many times do we see it though? Seriously. He talks to people individually no, on the lot. pitch. On the pitch, lot. he speaks, speaks to people individually. He might not be screaming at people, but sometimes well, you don't about, need that. But it's no, not. It's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. all about screaming, is it? It's about communicating. Mm-hmm. Two different things. And maybe in a calm way. Maybe that's part of our success in the way we, you know, we approach things as a club or as a team. The calm approach about things. Well, we sat and watched the Arsenal Crystal Palace game on. Sky Sports tonight and you sat there in like the 75th minute going Arsenal just got no leaders to grab this game and take it forward but you maybe say someone like Sonny is someone that could potentially when we need a moment to maybe regroup and mm-hmm. think of an, a second idea or a plan B that he's the one that can do that he's got a set mate and that's what it is he has got a set and it will take control I'm sure he'd be the first person to criticise himself if he got something wrong on the pitch and we all know it and okay, he might not be the most sort of like charismatic person that he comes across, but he does a job and he knows what he wants. We know this. We, we've seen his interviews. 
his post-match and whatever else, and he speaks oh, he sense. He loves the town as well. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Alan says, definitely helped ensure the defence is a bit more steel. Although one player doesn't make a team, I think it's a case of we're in this together attitude and being able to score goals when it matters. Yep. Steve says, yes, absolutely. Um, as in, is he one of the reasons our fortunes have changed? He said, what a rock. But given a couple of weeks ago, you were asking if Sluga was to blame for some of our draws slash losses, I think you should also give Sluga the honourable mention for some great performances. Can I just say, I've always said Sluga's a good keeper. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, fair play. He's 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 proving everybody wrong who doubted him. But we we know this about Sluga as well. When he's on it, he looks like one of the best goalkeepers in the league. You know, unfortunately, sometimes when he's not on it, which is these days very rare. Statistically, he he's he's had the mo- statistically hasn't he had the most clean sheets in yeah. his division? Six, yeah. which makes that shots to shots on target to conceding ratio. Thing from well, a couple yeah. weeks ago, we pretty well, redundant, yeah. didn't it? Did we not? Did we, did did we not just say yeah, that you can say that, you sorry. can manipulate? Facts, you can manipulate statistics any way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, quite at the moment, he's the best keeper in the division. Also, just to reference, we didn't say that about Sluga. It was a stat that mm-hmm. was said from another podcast about him, which we just yeah, thought yeah. we'd discuss. But anyway, Darren says not all captains are leaders these days. The armband seems to mean a lot less to clubs and players. Not in Sonny's case, though. The bloke is immense and leaves this club with pride. I love him, and judging by his reaction after the Millwall game, he loves the town too. True. Yeah. Of course it does. Looking through and through, isn't he now? Tommy says, we're sceptical about him coming back, but with Burke and Lockyer uh, in the team. But what a leader, and definitely has made us stronger. And Chris says, Bradley is a calming influence at the back. He'll take the ball, move it on, which sets the tempo for us. Strong all-round defender too. And as a skipper, has been good for us. Up there for sure, as under his leadership, we've enjoyed promotion, stayed up, moved on. So he has to be seen as a successful captain. And do you know what will cap it off? Just another trophy. Mm, you imagine. Uh, well, I, I, I'm imagining the winner at Wembley. Yeah. How cool would that be? In Play what? final. Play Play final, okay. final. Scores the winner at Wembley. Or the FA Cup, I don't mind which. Then he definitely goes down as a legend then. A legend? Mm-hmm. Like Pelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, if, if we win the playoff final, they all go down as legends, let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. That's, all yeah, of that's them. true. Um... It's just great, great again to see him back in the team. It's a, a game against Derby on Tuesday night, which don't let the table deceive you. No. Obviously, they've had their points deductions, but I think they're on six clean sheets this season as well. Are they, I think they've got two or three in a row now. As and well. looking, yeah. looking all right, to be fair. Looking all right. I, I, I think they could be all right, you know. I had a little bored moment at work earlier. I had a little look through their stats and, you know, how they went, how they seemed to, like, you know, match reports and whatever else. And it seems that they're actually playing some good football, very solid, and working what they've got. And would like you take a draw? Um, I, I would never say I would take a draw until I've seen like how the game's performance, gone. Performance, yeah. If we like, go and perform and, like, like we did against Bristol City away and we get a draw, then I wouldn't no. be happy. But, you know, if we, it was a, if it's a clean, sort of like steady game, nothing too much in it, then you, you would take a draw, especially away from home. I mean, we, let's face it, before the game at Millwall, you probably thought, you know, as long as you don't lose this, it's probably a half-successful day. But, you know, to win the game with 2-0 is fucking phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, and if we repeat that performance on Saturday, <coughs> on Tuesday night, you're right, mate. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Stop drinking your beer, then. Get re- to me, then. If we repeat that performance from Saturday or, at Tuesday, we're looking good. And then, I don't want to jump the gun, but whole at home on Saturday... And it's not don't teams like it. Hull, don't but say it. 
in the in the past, in the past, you'd go to Derby and think, oh, we'll, we'll be happy with the point. Yeah, but, but we've got a bit of momentum. We're mm-hmm. playing really well. Let's go there yeah, and get let's three. The let's go there and get three. Yeah, you know, I hope they do. If we come away with a point, it's okay. But we're good enough to get three. And that's not putting Derby down at all. We are in form. Yeah. We're playing well. Why can't we get three points? And I'll be honest, right? I think this is the first time in, you know, well, especially since we've been in the championship, I genuinely believe that we can get points away or at home against anyone in this league. I genuinely believe that. I feel like, I mean, even against Bournemouth the other week, we could have got something. Yeah, One of the I best teams, currently the best team in the league or whatever you want to put it like I think, that. I think we've been on a slow burner. I think we've mm-hmm. been gradually improving as the, as yeah. the season's gone on. And it can only get better. Hopefully, we'll get a good few positive results. And you're right. We could be up in those playoff positions before you know it. And I'm going to say it now. We are definitely one of the better teams in the league. 100%. Like I said to you after the four draws in a row, or whatever it was, a few weeks back, I said there's no need to be panicking when people start going, oh, you know, we need to start to turn into wins. I'm telling you now, there's no need to panic. We will finish higher in the table. Well, as long as we finish the top after we matter, but look. As long as we finish outside the relegation. Well, yeah, but that, matter, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. Like we've got, like I said, we get all the players back now. And it's not even going, oh, yeah, like we beat, beat him in two uh, 2-0 away from home or whatever else and going on a mad one. I genuinely feel like we are so established now in this league that people look at us and go, fuck me, Luton Town are actually doing like, things like that. What's going on? Maybe we take a bit more seriously. I think sometimes our fans need to take us a bit more seriously. We are a good side, a very good team. We'll see in a couple of games. I like it. We'll no, I like three that. games in a row. But no, look, what I'm saying is, <laughs> but even if it happens, we'll play well, I'm saying now. To the same extent, did I not read this week that... Um, who's, is, Mick who, McCarthy. Yeah, the Mick McCarthy thing about... Oh, Tossa, yeah. You know, if we were playing Luton, we'd expect to beat Luton. Yeah. And if Swansea did he actually it, say this? Was yeah. this like confirmed he said it? Because I saw the tweet. Yeah, it was flying around Twitter, wasn't it? But yeah. Is, well, I'm going to take that Surely as... Surely he's not said that. Well, I hope he has because, you know, bit him on the arse, didn't it? We are a good team. If you underestimate Luton, you, you're not going to get anything from us. That's mm. the point. You know, I just think it's, if, if he has said that, and look, I don't know if he has because I've not seen it. But teams like Luton, hashtag, go for it. Well, if it's not true, it, we can perpetuate the rumour, so it's great. <laughs> anyway, a few minutes left to do some Instagram questions today. Dan says, can you see Harry scoring 20 goals this season? No. Why not? This well, do you know what though? This season, this season. Isn't it great? Know, isn't yeah. it great that he's got as many as he has? Considering he's, he didn't score last year, he, yeah. But he got, you know, up until the other week, he didn't have any more than one goal in a game. Now he's got two. Can twice. I just say as well? I've been mean, saying this guy's bet. I always quoted this right. You always want Harry Cornick in your team than against you. Yeah, and even when he was, even though when he was supposedly playing shit, when he wasn't, and he wasn't scoring, no, just really because he wasn't scoring goals. He was still dangerous. He was always a threat. Yeah, I like him. I, I've Better players around him. him now. Look at him. He's he's thriving. But it's he great. Plays in, he's playing up top now as well. But you know, reputations change quite quickly because he starts scoring those chances that you've seen him miss in the past. So yeah, good luck to him. He's been brilliant. Matt says, "Is anyone actually missing Colo? Sorry, who? Matt? No, Colo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm. Sorry, <laughs> shocker. I thought he was saying who asked it. Oh, Matt, mate, Matt, you were so okay. slow in uptake there. I was so terrible. slow. Uh, do you know why? It's because it's it's twenty twenty to eleven at night. Yeah, we it's love been it. a long day, Ooh, and I've still got to do the edit. So, I mean, no, not at the moment because we're doing well. I saw a stat about James Collins having a zero percent shot to goal ratio. Or something. Cardiff fans are 
think losing a bit of patience when you got booed off the other week. Yeah, but they're saying that card for shit anyway, so they won't, respect, right? they won't respect him because they're expecting someone like, you know, who scored 20 goals a season. Carlo's not that guy. Carlo's the guy that work hard for your team. Yeah. So. That's the thing that we appreciate him and we got to learn yeah. to appreciate him after years of having him. And I guess, like you said, Cardiff fans are going, oh, he scored X amount of goals. We're bringing him in. He's going to score a few more. Yeah, because he's in a better but, team, apparently. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. But it's not, though. It's, you're only as good as delivery, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Jamie says, if we get promoted, would a season in the Premier League ruin us? Nope. No, because you get all that money, didn't you? It's so, about the, you know, yeah, the money yeah, will come it. in, we'll get solid. I'll tell you what, right? Get the money. If we ever get promoted to the Premier League, take the money and just get relegated again. And you'll sell it with them for about 20 years. Oh, wait, just I can say that again, though, Jamie. Get promoted, let's stay up. Why not? Well, do you know if, what I think, could, right? Yeah. If you yeah. go up with that money and do what QPR did a few years back when they oh, went and tried, yeah. literally try and sign like 11 yeah, exactly. old been there, done that players. Or Nico Cranshaw. Yeah, but, but to the same extent. Jose Basingua yeah. and, and Dribble Cisse. Dribble Dribble. Oh, mate. All fair. What is going on with you? Dribble Cisse. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Give up. Dribble Cisse. True sender here. <laughs> no, no, to yeah, the same mate. extent. Jisung though. Park, they signed. But Has been, though. Yeah. Right. I know you work for Brentford and. The thing is, ask any Brentford fan if they regret, regret getting promoted this season and every one of them will say no. Despite, I mean, they're doing quite well right now. Despite any results, everyone would say no. So, yeah, That's let's, a different module in place. No, like but, by the, but by the time we clubs. get to power court, we could be equivalent. Mm-hmm. So why not, why not flirt with it? Why not get all the money in? Why not re-establish yourselves as a but top Jamie's team? saying if we got promoted this season. If we got promoted this season, we'd enjoy it. We'd enjoy every yeah. away game. It would be and full would everywhere. Can you imagine Pep Guardiola turning up at Kenilworth Road? No. With yeah. like... But can you imagine... You just talked oh about God. the Millwall away game. Can you imagine being at the Tottenham Stadium with, with a full house of Luton? And every place we'd go to, we'd sell out every single week. Every mm. single game. Burnley would be debatable, let's be No, honest. it's not debatable. Nah, I'm, we'll I'm telling you there. now, because Burnley won't be in the same division. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> yeah. I would make an effort to go to every single away game. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah. You'd have to. Um, well, Dave, you were at Mill on Saturday, so I wouldn't say that, would you? Oh, 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 piss off. But no. Right, I'm just, just not going to... Just go back to Pataro, it. just to let me know, I'm not going to invite you to the next away game I go no, to. No worries, mate. If you do that, that's fine. I'll hold it against you. I'll hold grudges. It's fine. What were you going to say? But no... Um, uh, just give us a year in the Prem why not yeah, like, no, give us the 105 no whatever it is and the parachute payments a season in yeah. the Prem would never ruin us because of the financials the financial good, side yeah. of it would I never mean, ruin got, us I think we got even if we went down which would be expected we wouldn't mind because guess what we're getting about 80 million pounds or wherever the fuck it and is and you know what I think we'd go up and we wouldn't really change much and we would just sign players that were still young still hungry that when we were to go down, yeah. would either sell for a profit or... Or Premier League players up and coming and in it future would, years. And do you know what yeah. else? It would pay for our development, wouldn't it? And it would be great. It'd be brilliant. And as long as we beat the scummers a couple oh, of times... I can't wait to come at the end of the season now. It's brilliant, isn't it? You can see it now. <laughs> finishing the last playoff spot, getting to Wembley and losing. Anyway. No, no, anyway, that is it. He's losing it. It's nice to win the legend shirt as well, wouldn't it? Well, I'd take my back because... About this, didn't have your name on it. Mm. My girlfriend bought me one. She went, Oh, yeah, I've got your shirt. Blah blah blah. I looked at it, I went, Oh, yeah, there's my name on it. I didn't check. Looked at it, 
Or also was Otaro going into the collar. Otaro. <laughs> yeah, so I had to go back over to Luton last weekend and change it. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that happened. I was like, well, clearly not, because she didn't check it. And then, yeah. And the woman went, Otaro. And she went through, like, literally ten, ten shirts on the rack. She went, oh, your name seems to be all of these. I went, fucking hell, Rosie. What's going on here? Go, Come on. Shocker. But nah. It's a lovely story to end on today. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Grab us on socials. I went to town. And YouTube, if you haven't watched this yet, we're over on there. You can see Batara's beautiful, long hair. And shame face. Oh, should we, should we also say thanks for voting for on the, on the, uh, F- the, the FCA, yeah. yeah. Which we didn't win. We didn't win, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's we it. should still do a drunk cast for Christmas. We'll, we'll can out. we do that? Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll sort that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Right then. Nice one, guys. Red wine and cheese. Enjoy watching the Derby game. Um, yeah. Come on, you ads, and we'll see you next week.